it's a little stock. Basol, take one. It's a big old fat motherfucker called. Blazing buzzard buttons. Big rigor inspection, spatial. Under my feet. Huh? Look, the biggest heavy band of all time. I wouldn't ask you to do a drum roll if your arm fell off. There was an incident with uh, the pyrotechnics. And Kirk! Squillions of dollars and squillions of people. How the fuck are you, Lars? Piddly wants and wills and needs. Lars Ulrich, drums and bongs. What the fuck does that mean anyway? I hate that fucking camera, man. Well, since we started. I'm talking about like a fucking live gig. You see this for, right? What really gets my dick hard? Mommy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Lon M. Friend, former editor of Rip Magazine, who had a few days with Metallica back in the day, and you're listening to the indefatigable and podcast for all. Welcome back to a podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Season 10, episode 5. Before we get any further, dude, I have to tell you about my experience with the TSA yesterday. Oh boy, let's hear it. Now you know <laughs> TSA stands for Tub Stackers of America or Thousands <laughs> Standing Around. <laughs> yeah, especially especially in Charlotte yesterday for me. Oh, we might have uh, matching stories, you never know. <laughs> I didn't have to go through TSA. I was just talking about how incredibly busy it was. So there's certain airports where I do not get the bypass security and I have to be screened just like an everyday Joe Blow. Really? So yesterday I'm going through a undisclosed airport in uniform with, you know, my usual get up. Yeah. Because I'm not working, but I had to get to a different airport on my own travel. Yeah. And... The microphone I'm using right now, obviously you're familiar with that. It's skinny. It's It just looks like a long metal tube. Yeah. And it's about a 50-50 chance where I get pulled because when they see it go through the scanner, they think it's a bomb. <laughs> Seriously. And I've seen what it looks like on their screen, and it does look kind of fucked up. Like, whoa, what's this tube with shit in it? Yeah, the, it's got the metal screen, and it's got all the electronics in it, and it just yeah. looks, it literally looks like a pipe bomb. I've seen it numerous times on the screen when I'm like, can I see what you're actually looking at? Mm-hmm. So it's a 50-50 shot if they pulled or not. And this guy pulls, and he's like, what's going on, man? Can I look in your bag? And I'm like, well, yeah, if I said no, I'm not going to get very far today. Yeah, what am I supposed to say? I have he's one like, answer. <laughs> and I said before, I go, it's a microphone. He's like, oh, what? I'm like, it's a microphone. He's like, a microphone for what? Just open the bag and I'll show you. So, of course, he opens the wrong zipper. I'm like, no, 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 it's in the back. Oh, this thing? He's like, this ain't no microphone. I'm like, yes, it is. And he's like, ah, man, I'm just giving you a hard time. He's like, what? what is a pile like you need a microphone for? Don't you have one of those in the plane? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I host a podcast on the side. He's like, oh, man, I've always wanted to host a podcast. 
What's your podcast about, homie? <laughs> yeah, it's a show about Metallica. He's like, oh, man, you got to love rock and roll. I've always wanted to host a podcast. And I just casually said, well, what would your show be about? And he goes, ass. Ass? <laughs> a podcast about ass? Yeah, but just <laughs> ass. That's all he, that's all he wants to do. <laughs> Smiled, put my mic bag back in my bag, and I'm like, all right, have a good day. You, so you, you, we need to have business cards for whenever that happens. You could give him a business card and say, here, write in, come on to the show. We'll talk about ass. We'll talk about ass for an hour and a half on season 10, episode five. I was like, dude, after all that, like build up to, oh, what would your show be about? Ass. Just ass. <laughs> Jeez. Like, oh, good talk. Good talk, Russ. So if you hear any up and coming exploding podcasts about ass it is the tsa agent at the unidentified airport i went through yesterday i think it's going to be big either ass pipe bombs or metallica take your pick what are we talking about today i don't know that should have been the vote (laughs) (laughs) and voting for all pipe bombs or ass what do you prefer at 10 p.m on a hot saturday evening Dude, let's just cut to it. Uh, Jeff gets hitched, and Shane sees Metallica back in 1984. You, as the newest groom on this planet, what would you like to talk about first, sir? Well, I am very curious to know about the show. We only briefly talked about it Wait a minute. I, I said that wrong. Not groom. Husband on the globe. How weird does that sound? It's it's definitely different, but I have like you, it. Have you had to say yet, hey, I'd like you to meet my fian- I mean, my wife. Not yet. No, not yet. That'll get awkward. It was funny, too, because Amanda's uncle comes over to us the next day. We had lunch with everybody. And he walks over and he goes, well, you guys are officially married. Have you gotten into your first fight yet? <laughs> yeah, actually, 8 o'clock this morning. I wanted to sleep in and she didn't. <laughs> I was I was up at 6 a.m. the day after what? the wedding. I woke up. And Dude. so we stayed, we stayed in this incredible suite overlooking the ocean i mean it I was amazing it. i wake up to take a piss at like six in the morning and our room was so freaking cold like it was like how pizzle wanted how he had the room set in italy do you remember how cold him and i's room was about 54 degrees right that's what it was in the hotel so i wake up i go pee and i'm freezing i lay back in bed and because i was so cold even though i was in bed i was like fuck i'm wide awake now and you so went to went bed and, at probably 3 a.m uh not too bad it was probably like one adrenaline rush man hell of a day it was it was a very busy week very busy day just everything yeah <laughs> dude it was amazing we'll get we'll get to metallica but when you look at my week i went from seeing metallica to going to hilton head island which is one of the nicest places in the lower 48 in my opinion i agree i love it i'm not even going to bring up the weather on your wedding day but <laughs> dude that location disclaimer that- it was cloudy and windy and there was a tropical storm coming through but luckily it didn't pour while we were getting married so isn't I was there like, <laughs> isn't there an alanis morissette song about raining on your wedding day <laughs> something like that now i some gotta tell say everyone <laughs> i was gonna say some people say it's good luck i say it's good luck now i have to give you credit and everyone's gonna find out that you walk down the aisle to a alternate version of nothing else matters yeah as i was walking walking like my mother-in-law my mother right. and then as people were walking and it wasn't until amanda walked out that the song that i had written this little ukulele jam uh 
that was what she walked out to. But yeah, the rest of us, it's funny that it was a Metallica song, but not Metallica's version. So the song that Amanda walked out to was something you wrote? Yeah. I, wrote I, didn't, reco- even, I didn't even know that. Yep. I wrote and recorded it before we left because she wanted. Wow. We were trying to think of what song she was going to walk down to. And obviously we didn't want to do the typical, you know, here comes the bride and right, right. all that. And she was like, well, I want you to write something for me. And since we were on an island, you know, she kind of wanted That's that. cool. I didn't know that. So yeah, I wrote and recorded and mastered a little uh, little ukulele song for her, and it was cool. I was happy with it. I can't believe she didn't pick Blitzkrieg. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as it's raining, I'm like, isn't there an Alanis Morissette song about this? And Bill, Lisa, and I start singing the the ironic song. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And let it be known that during the reception, totally didn't see this coming, creeping death on the dance floor. Yeah. Now, now that is a sign of a Winslow rock star wedding. We had, we had to have a little bit in there. Um, and then, of course, you know, with the entrances before the dance, everybody comes walking out. And then mm-hmm. when when Taylor and Sophie came walking out, it was fitting. That, that was fuel. You know, Yep, all the music goes out, and then you just hear the intro to Fuel. I was like, yes, this is perfect. That, that was Fuel. But, you know, you know, at the typical wedding when people are jamming to the music that you and I don't necessarily dig, but, you know, 90% of the crowd digs it. Right. The floor is pretty filled up, but the floor fills up even more when Creep came on. And it was surprising, I was back at the yeah. bar when it kicked in. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go. I know you came and I'm running thinking, up. Bill, Bill came running up. My uncles came running. Like everybody came running up. I'm thinking, oh great, there's going to only be about four of us making fools of ourselves dancing to creeping death. It was like everyone. It feel, I'm like, yep yeah, this 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 is what it's all about. <laughs> and then I went and ate about eight of those cupcakes. They were amazing. They were so good. They were so. Oh good. my god, I'm officially <laughs> a diabetic now after that dessert. Hey, you know we got to have plenty of desserts and plenty of booze. So I think we had that covered. Dude, open bar, uh, pretty much an open cupcake bar. Then nacho you broke bar, <laughs> nacho bar, and oh my god, I was I wasn't feeling the greatest the next morning. Got it, got it. You were up before I was. Yeah, what time did you end up leaving the next day? Because obviously you guys drove seven thirty. Oof. And how long yeah. is the drive for you guys? Seven hours door to door. It's a decent drive. Hilton Head to Cape Coral, seven hours on the on the money, and uh, yeah, I'm guessing drive. you let. You let the Tesla do most of the work? The Tesla did not make its way to Hilton Head. Oh, you didn't drive your car? No, no. Oh, wow. Kind of we, we surprised. Were, I, I know. Mama wanted to take her uh, comfortable Hyundai Tucson. Huh, I guess the Tesla's not comfortable enough for her. She doesn't like stopping to charge. Oh, fair enough. And when I figured in the charging, it was three 30-minute stops. Oh, right, right. So an extra 90 on top of the seven-hour drive you already have. <laughs> yeah, and we couldn't leave Thursday until like 12, 31 o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, I want to get there at a reasonable hour and still hang out and hang out with the McClure's and have some beers, see some things. Have some drinks and see some things. So I said, okay, we'll cut the two hours out of the Tesla lifestyle and take the fucking Hyundai. <laughs> Actually pretty comfortable. She's got a brand new car. It's one of the new Tucson's. <clears throat> Hyundai's, they've really stepped their game up. 82 miles an hour the entire way and got 31 miles of the gallon. That's not bad at all. I'm like, that's hauling ass and pretty good miles for that speed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. When did you get home? 
I got home yesterday. Our flight landed at 4.30, and then we parked oh, right at on. the Doubletree, Hilton, you know, the one for MSP, about 15 mm-hmm. minutes away. So that's where we parked the car all week because <clears throat> it wasn't very expensive to park there. Yep. So, of course, we get in at 4.30, and the shuttle runs every hour. So we had just missed the first one. So we had to wait until like 5.45 for the second one to get there. Oh, so, I, I mean, should have w- called Del Griffith. <laughs> right? It wasn't terrible because by the time we actually got up there, it was like 5.15. So it was like half an hour waiting. But still, it's freezing ass cold here. You know, it's 25 degrees in Minneapolis versus the, you know, first half of the week down in Hilton Head. It was 85, almost oh, 90. Dude. You're in paradise, you get married, and then you come home to a blizzard. Literally, yeah. Snow oh, everywhere. The snow wasn't here yesterday, but woke up this morning, it was snowing, it was all over the ground, and it just kept going up until about an hour ago. Oh. Yeah. And we have... Trapped under ice weather report. Yeah, trapped under ice. Uh, the next four days, it sounds like it's going to snow here in Minnesota on and off. So, yeah, that's what I have to look forward to. <laughs> well, it's time, time to move to Hilton Head. Get out of that shit. Yeah, except for, you know... The the insurance for houses down there is quite expensive compared to the mainland. Dude, the cool thing I noticed about Hilton Head, you have all the, uh, let's just say, car dealerships, chain mm-hmm. restaurants, you know, the normal city things you see on the main drag. But yep. Hilton Head has this ordinance where all their signs need to be, like, all fancy and all fucking <laughs> boutique-ish and yeah, everything fucking there Gucci. Looks- it doesn't lo- don't look like no Minneapolis road signs with, you know, the stop sign, you know, has the graffiti over it that says, you know, thug money for life or some shit. <laughs> I was it like, says young gravy. Oh, there's Wendy's. Oh, I could really go for the real Wendy's. Wait, that is the real Wendy's, but it's all fucking Gucci looking. <laughs> right. Like even even their their Dunkin Donuts, it's in this building that looks all fancy and it's like, oh, dude. Because, you know, everything obviously down there, there's uh, trees everywhere, but it's those live mm-hmm. oak trees, the the Spanish moss hangs for a woman, and you got the palmettos and the palm trees and all that stuff. It's like, it's just a different world down there. I'm sure you've already forgot about this moment. What did your family think about the toast and speech I gave? You know, when the, key, <laughs> when the keys came out, when the keys came out, everybody started laughing. We were like, because nobody could figure out what was going on. Was everyone like, what the fuck is Shane getting into here? Well, not only that, but like when you're handing out, I had heard from multiple people <laughs> what's going on. They're like, I have no idea what's happening. So I didn't, I had no idea. And then all of a sudden you said the keys. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and then, and then it was funny because to mess with me at my uncle's table, the guy mm-hmm. that officiated our wedding, mm-hmm. his wife gave he's, him he's the key. Cop. He's still a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a detective, and uh, he actually t- he got his wife's key, and they sent him and up brought there it up and brought it up to me. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I gave Bill a key too. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. And then your daughter, your middle daughter Lily, came up to Bill and said, "Why do you have a key to my house?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was probably so confused. I I hope the crowd appreciated that because for a couple moments there, you could cut the air. It was so tense. I didn't think it was that tense. (laughs) (laughs) That trick got played on me at my own wedding back in uh, 2012. Oh, really? Yeah. Sorry. 2010. That shows you how long ago it was. I can't remember what year I was married. Wow. That's a long time ago. So that trick was played on me. I've I've played that trick a couple times in the... uh, last 12 years because it's in the wedding realm (laughs) because you go from a room of 
pretty good buzz to absolute silence when you're giving that kind of toast. And everyone's like, oh, my God, the, the truth is coming out. <laughs> you're like, but, oh, wait, there's more. There's actually there's a maybe method we should play to the madness. For, there's a method to the madness, and then all laughter breaks out. Maybe we should play that. Do you have video of that? I don't have personal video of it, no. Well, I do. Would you like to hear it? I sure would. All right, here's the toast. Oh, then everybody cheers. By the way, I got I got your money's worth out of the open bar. I, I drained probably an entire bottle of Tito's from how my stomach felt the next morning. Yeah, I was wondering what you were drinking. Whew, those are going down smooth. <laughs> Tito's and cupcakes. Can't get any better than that. Yeah, breakfast of champions. Basically. All right, here's the toast. So after about 10 Tito's, I have to refer to my notes here. I apologize. <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Shane. I played in the band with Jeff over 11 years, toured the world, played over 700 shows together. And now co-host a Metallica podcast show with him. If you're unfamiliar with the music that uh, Jeff and I love to play, we played uh, happy little tunes such as No Remorse, <laughs> Creeping Death, <laughs> Damage Incorporated, Dyer's Eve, To Live Is To Die, Am I Evil, My Friend of Misery, Devil's Dance, Shoot Me Again, and ain't my bitch. <laughs> we try to leave St. Anger out of it, but since it's Jeff's night, yes, we have to toast St. Anger. <laughs> what about so what? <laughs> Is that what that person said? And, yeah, that's what I heard the background. What about could, so what? I just, okay. <laughs> miles together in a Ford Econoline van and in a Cessna two town. Those are in there, trust me. We've shared a lot of stories, had some drinks, and saw a lot of things. We've met people from all over the world and parted with quite a bit of groupies as well. More so Jeff than myself. There's where the tension kicks in. Right there, everyone's like, um... Where the fuck is this speech going? (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's the deal. I think all marriages should start off on the right foot with trust and honesty. So we're just going to clear the air right here, right now, and get the truth out there. Jeff's had a lot of women in his life. And some of them are still in his life. Unbeknownst to Amanda. They've actually been in Amanda and Jeffrey's beautiful brand new home. One of them is in attendance here today. So I asked for the bride and groom to get started in the right direction and on the right foot together in life that if you have a front door key to Jeffrey's house, 
Please return it to him at this time. <laughs> and get, up goes everybody. <laughs> Golf clap. I love pulling that off. That's my third attempt at that. Damn. And every time when I get to that, one of those women is here tonight, the entire room just like loses their breath. <laughs> looking around, looking around. You know I like production. Oh, absolutely. That was props. a big production. Yeah, props, you know, fire. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to everyone involved that got the keys distributed to the proper people in the crowd yes thank you i appreciate oh my it God, dude congratulations dude what, what's it feel like to be married like i know i mean you guys have been together for over a decade mm-hmm. does anything change what, what was the what was the point when you're up there you know making it official did it hit you or are you just like nah it's just a formality it was a little bit of everything you know what mm-hmm. i mean but yeah i mean we, we've been together for 11 years now so it seemed fitting that we got a married on 11 11 that's cool that's cool <laughs> but yeah for the most part you know everyone was asking us the next morning they're like oh so do you guys feel different now do you is is anything changed or like no not really I, my left hand is a little bit heavier than it used to be but right <laughs> other than that no not much has changed not only did we want to do it and we wanted to do it for our friends and family and have them be there with us but at some point, it just seemed like, well, we've been together this long. We can either get married or we could be like Gene Simmons and Shannon Tweed, which <laughs> you know, I think like them. I think they eventually got married anyway. So I, I think in the end, that seems to be what ends up happening. <laughs> That's true. By but the yeah. way, uh, nice job on your vows. You oh. referred to no notes uh, directly from the heart. Uh, that was solid. I was impressed. Thank you. Yeah, I had... So we, we kind of made this agreement beforehand because she was a little nervous to do the vows. And I was like, you know, let's make them short. Well, you know, you don't have to. I didn't want to have to not, ex, you know, make her, but expect her to do something big right, and remember right. all this stuff. So it seemed like we kind of agreed on that. Then we get to the vows part. She goes first. And hers weren't long, but it was definitely longer than what I thought it was. And you know me, like there's not many times where I'm left. You're like, sp- oh shit, she just pulled out a novel. Lit- <laughs> well, and it was like a fucking New York Times bestseller novel compared to what I felt like I had. <laughs> no, like every- no, no, no. Everything great. was, it was written out so well. So like she gets done with it. And for about a second before I get on the microphone, I'm like, shit. <laughs> I'm like again <laughs> right I'm like fuck like because I had like basically the topic of each line that I was going to talk about but then as mm-hmm. I said it I was you know just going to say an improv it and you know that's kind of how I wanted to do it I felt like you know it should come from the heart rate then and there and that's and like I, I definitely don't think they were bad but man I was like for a oh, second there I, I was a little nervous when you started and you didn't have any notes and weren't looking at your phone or I'm like I don't see a set list down by his feet. This is this is all raw improv. No word wedge for me. No, <laughs> I was too wet on the ground for that. You don't need a set list. Yeah, I should have. I should have had Killed like it, you man. know the microphone with the iPad holder on it. <laughs> <laughs> the cheap version of a word wedge that you see most bands use now. Yeah, you see like all the local bar bands use like an iPad Mini, <laughs> right? Even an iPhone. Just <laughs> that's a memorable weekend. Awesome ceremony. Awesome reception. The food, by the way, 
was incredible. Oh, thank you. Mine came out a little overcooked, but overall it was pretty good. I'm like, how did the groom end up with a fucking leather steak? I'm not a fan of salad, so I donated the salad to uh, <laughs> one of our table mates. But once I got into that steak, and yep. holy shit. I was like, Can I, is there seconds? Can I get another one here? <laughs> oh, my God. I almost asked for one. It was that good. It, dude, it was dynamite. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm really glad you guys came. I'm glad dude, that awesome. you had a good time. And yeah, man. I and guitar everything. picks were handed out. Yeah, guitar picks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm How like, fitting, That's, right? that is cool. That like, was cool. Guitar picks at a guitar player's wedding. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I'm glad you guys made the trip, and uh, I hope you really course. enjoyed yourselves. We had we had a great time. Only complaint I had: fucking tropical storm, fucking hurricane, fucking Florida type shit came to South Carolina. Yeah, of all days, and what was crazy is we get there Saturday, beautiful. Sunday, beautiful. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, beautiful. Thursday, rain. Friday, cloudy, little bit of rain, wind. Saturday absolutely beautiful i'm like of course the of day course. of the groom's dinner and of the course. day <laughs> the wedding the never, two days we needed it to be nice never fucking fails nope but at, what, least the, what, at least the storm was named after your mom i know it's so <laughs> funny <laughs> everyone kept saying that too they're like well at least we know who to blame hurricane or a tropical storm nicole is in range it was in range for sure I was kind of bummed. I mean, it was fitting that it was your mom's name, but you know how these storms go in alphabetical order with how they name them? Yeah. Being the planes, trains, and automobiles fan I am, the next name was supposed to be Owen. Oh, right. You Gus's son? I'm Owen. (laughs) I hear I'm to take you to Wichita. (laughs) Hey, we should get a Hurricane Neal in here. Train don't run out of Wichita. Unless you a hog or a cattle or something. Hog or a cattle. <laughs> uh, I saw that movie last weekend in the theater. I was just about to say, speaking of that, didn't uh, didn't you see, was it like the anniversary or something of it? or 35th anniversary of it. So it was only in the night, in the night. It was only in the theaters for uh, two nights. Nice. nice. Uh, my good friend that I used to fly with, Mr. Dan Finken from Mankato, Minnesota. Yep. Flew all the way to Fort Myers just to go to the movie together. <laughs> hey, I'm going to fly down to Florida and go see a movie. I'll be back in a few hours. That's exactly when it went down. So, Dan, if you're listening, thanks for coming down. And I don't want to ruin. He actually has a gift for you that I forgot to bring to Hilton Head. So I'll get it to you here in the next few weeks. Oh, well, thank you very much, Dan. I haven't seen it yet, but I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'll, I'll be up there in the next few weeks and, and make sure you get it. But uh, what he brought for a gift for myself and you is. Very fitting. The movie started off with a deleted scene that comes out. Uh, it's actually out by now on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, over 45 minutes of never seen before. John Hughes, Planes, Trains, Automobiles on DVD now. And that was included in this screening that you guys saw? Yep. It w- so we saw the regular movie just as the 35th anniversary. But in the beginning, before the movie started, there was a oh, 15-minute deleted clip that all took place in the airplane scene once they sit down and coach next to each other. Oh, fuck. How was that? <laughs> Unbelievable. You're like, why did they cut this out? Just leave it all in. Make it a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Dude, this deleted scene was... It's like, how did how did that get cut? I always wonder that with deleted scenes and why certain ones get cut. You go back and watch them, and sometimes it's like, dude, this could have made the movie even better. Oh, 
and like uh, my friend Dan, what he's learned, like the original John Hughes, like the original movie, it was supposed to be like three and a half hours, and they trimmed it down to like 92 minutes. I'm like, you trimmed like half of the workout, and it's still a masterpiece. Think what we didn't see. I mean, everything that that guy does, John Hughes has always been good. Home Alone. Oh, absolutely. The Breakfast Club. Some kind of candles, monster. We- weird time. Some kind of monster. <laughs> Yeah, how would some kind of monster look as a John Hughes movie? We need Larry, if you're listening, I don't know how good you are with video editing, but could you put together a trailer for some kind of monster, but using John Hughes type of music for like a Ferris Bueller trailer, but for some kind of monster, it would be be incredible if Scum was a Hughes film (laughs) reimagined. Seeing one of my top three movies of my entire life on the big screen was amazing dan and i I laughed like i have that movie memorized Mm -hmm. and there there were parts just coming up in anticipation where our laughter was off the charts and people were looking at us like what the fuck is so funny you're like oh this is the first time i've ever seen this movie didn't it just come out yeah him and i can quote it from start to finish verbatim like like no tomorrow but you know when they get to that el rancho the el rancho motel towards the end when after the car fire yeah and he, there's that rotary phone he tries to use, but there's a lock on it. Mm-hmm. As soon as it got to his finger trying to turn the phone and the lock was denying him, I absolutely lost it. <laughs> <laughs> and for most people that were there, they had this look and like, this guy is totally not all there. Yeah. <laughs> what are you laughing at, dude? I just totally lost it. Like, we laughed at this movie 35 years ago. Oh, it's just, it was dynamite. <laughs> That's how you know you've made a classic, when you can still laugh oh. at something you've seen a million times. Yeah, 35 years later and it's back in the theater. That's that's the sign of making it. That is the sign of making it. Does Jesus. the movie go higher than number one? Yeah, exactly. Number 0.5. Can a record, can a song go higher than number one? <laughs> is there anything above that? <laughs> Speaking of Larry Levine, dude, uh, you ready to shift gears? Yeah, let's hear about this show, man. That set list. Wow. Larry, Brian Silver, and myself made it to Hollywood, Florida at the Hard Rock Live. It's not a Hard Rock Cafe. It's a casino and a resort. It's still a weird venue to me, but solid place to see Metallica for 7,000 people it holds, I think. Uh-oh, Metallica's on a downward spiral. They're playing the casino circuit. They're going to be a Potawatomi. (laughs) (laughs) Potawatomi in in, uh, Milwaukee, right next to Dahmer's. Right. Pretty soon they'll be playing the state fair circuit. That's still bigger than the casino circuit. Maybe they'll go to the fair circuit and then they'll come on down to Diamond Joe's. That's true. And most casino shows are about 55-minute sets. (laughs) Hey, that would be... I'm sure Lars would love playing a 55-minute set. Yeah, maybe you hear Damage Inc. every night because he's not tired. Exactly. I don't know where to begin with this show. I'm, I'm going to start it off with, with two statements, okay? Yeah. Rob, when they do their goodbye speeches at the end of the night after throwing picks and sticks out, said that was the most fun he's ever had in Metallica. It's because he didn't have to play anything off the Black Album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're onto something. That's a good point. <laughs> and I thought, that had to be a hell of a show for Rob because... It was like he was in the best Metallica tribute band of all time because none of those songs were his. Literally. It's like, oh, this is a great cover jam tonight. Right, and he just gets to be the the stand-in guy. 
my own statement next to Mr. Trujillo, that was in my top three of all time. Oh, yeah. I could, you know. If that tells you what kind of evening it was, top when I left, I'm like that was in the top five, and I heard a lot of people as we were leaving going, definitely a top ten show for people that have seen him fifty, sixty, seventy times. Mm -hmm. And after I thought hard on the two and a half hour drive back home that night, I was like top three. And the interstate. (laughs) Say again. With that set list, I could see why. Dude, it was. It was that special where it was one of those special shows where I'm like, I was there, I saw it, I don't want them to ever do it again. But I next summer, you know, they just announced they're playing Download Festival and they're playing two totally different sets. Yeah, I saw that. Night one, kill them all. Night two, ride the lightning with a couple of things sprinkled in there with the both. And it would be an amazing tour if they did something like that. Pretty sure they won't, but that's how fucking badass this show was. Pretty sure the first night they should play Load, and the second night they should play Reload. I was thinking about that, too. Like, you should have you should have a summer tour and announced, and every one of those dates has, like, an era, a year, or a couple albums represented. At this point, with what they're doing now, it only seems fitting. They, they, could, they could call it their legacy tour. You're still going to sell out every show, even if it's the load reload garage ink night. You can play St. Anger front to back and you're still going to sell everything out. You probably would still sell out if they were playing Lulu front to back. Absolutely. But just think how kill ride night. Okay. It was amazing. Master justice night. Puppets justice. I mean, that would be absolutely gigantic. Yeah. That would sell out in about two and a half seconds flat. Right. (laughs) With the length and how many songs are in the Black Elm, that'd be one night huge. Yeah. Load, reload, another night. You could tie Garage Inc. and St. Anger together with a little S&M sprinkled in there, and that would be mm-hmm. dynamite. Yep. It would be very cool to see it go kind of year by year or even decade by decade. And then think of like a magnetic hardwired night. Even if they did like an 80s night and then the 90s night and then the early 2000s and then the 2010s. That would be huge. It'd be super cool. Now, I'm going to steal your thunder. Since you were the one in the spotlight this weekend getting married, I, I'm going to steal your end voting for all segment this week. All right. I mean, what do you, you got? I, I mean, th- th- this is tough, but I, this is going to make you think a little bit. I like being put in the hot seat this time. This is a little rapid fire slash in voting for all. <laughs> Season 10, episode 5. Would you rather see... The Puppets Justice Night or the Load Reload Night. Now, this is more directed at you. I I think I know which way our crowd's going to vote, but knowing we've got some Load Reload diehards versus the Puppets Justice era, what do you think, husband Winslow? (laughs) Damn. It's actually a thinker because initially you want to say Puppets Justice just because of the songs, but... Mm -hmm. As far as if, if it was going to be, you know, load, reload night, or they do load one night, they do reload the next night, whatever, I, that's that's where I'm going to go because there's way too many songs from that era that we've never heard or that they barely ever play. There's mm-hmm. way more songs, obviously, off of Justice and Puppets that get played regularly. Uh, yeah, so I would, I would go load, reload night, honestly. Wow. 
knowing that Justice is your favorite record and favorite song. It is, yeah. Uh, without a doubt, I just feel like to be able to hear some of these songs that if they did a night like that, we'd pr- that'd probably be it. That'd be the one and done. We would we get to hear it, and then they're not playing it again. You know what I mean? The load reload? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just think for how yeah rare some of those cuts are, that's why I go towards that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a tough choice. It's a tough choice because, yeah, with Justice in there, really makes me want to lean that way. It's like a 49% Puppets Justice, a 51 you know, load reload. It's very, very close. You sound like all your ballots haven't been counted yet in this past election. Oh, God, don't get me started on that. 51 to 49, but we're still counting. We'll get back to you next week. Yeah. There's some people that are screaming at us right now going, how can you compare a Puppets Justice Night to a load reload night? But I'm thinking right now, just think, do you want the thing that should not be or Devil Dance? Exactly. Do I want to hear, you know, Low Man's lyric or one? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to hear Master Puppets for the 800th time in a day? Or or (laughs) another track two, two by four. There we go. See, that's my point. That's my point. I'm starting to compare like track numbers here of what I would go with. The only ones that really make it so that I'd want to see the Justice Puppet Night or Justice himself, you know, that song. Mm-hmm. Um, Eye of the Beholder. Mm-hmm. Shortest Straw and Dyer's Eve. I mean, those are really the songs that I would... And even Dyer's, especially as we're talking about, you know, if it was mm-hmm. 2023, I don't even know if Dyer's is a song that I would want to hear them try and play you know what i mean we've already had this discussion before about it so i'm not going to go into it too deeply but yeah those would be like the four songs that would really make me lean towards that night i'm gonna go load reload because i'm just thinking of all the songs i've heard and i've heard most of i know i've heard all of puppets and i've heard the majority of justice and like I said, when you initially ask that question, you want to just, bam, jump right to Puppets and Justice. Like, oh, without it out, that's what I want to hear. But then when you actually think about it, and you're like, well, shit. That's what I'm thinking about now. When I when I started this vote, I was like, yeah, I want to hear Justice instead of Loads. But now I'm like, eh, how's that Jack built? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, paw twisted me. Oh, paw twisted May. Just think of how happy all our listeners are thinking that they could hear where the wild things are. Because I know there's so many of you guys out there that love that song. Prince Charming. Yeah, Prince, Char- I, Prince Charming would be great live. Think about that. Like, you want to hear Orion, Dino Douche, or do you want to hear Attitude? Yeah, do you want to hear Orion, or do you want to hear Fixer or Outlaw Torn? Just think of hearing Ronnie. And <laughs> it just think Ronnie and House that Jack built in the same night, be like, yep, that was amazing. And then to be able to hear Unforgiven 2, obviously, not a song that gets played very often. They, they don't play all, My Bitch anymore. No, just to hear that again from the late 90s that we heard every time being back, be like, dude. Just, to, yep, to hear it come back would be, I'll take be this fucking over, badass. I'll take this over Battery and Leopard tonight. Battery's your favorite song. Mm, nope. <laughs> and voting for all pulls up in early Thursday morning, closing late Thursday night with results on Friday. What was your initial reaction when you saw the Hollywood set list? 
after we predict uh, the set list? Uh, well, my very first thought is when I saw the first three songs, I said, well, no surprise there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then as it's, you know, you keep going down the set and you're looking at it, it's like, whoa, right. we got some, we got some bangers in here. How did uh, you, Bob and I come out on this whole set list thing? Uh, the winner of the Zazula prediction goes to drum roll. The newest husband on the globe, Jeff Winslow. Ah! Crushed it, dude. I've been doing well with these set lists. You crushed it. You <laughs> even had two even identical slots that you scored on. Which ones were they? I forgot. Uh, let me pull up my notes here. You think I'd be more prepared for this show? This is why we need a producer. Has yeah, anyone written in yet? We have had a couple emails. We Yes, we have had that. We need a producer. We need someone on the God mic that can come in and bring up the videos or bring up the notes. Where's the Bob Signal and McCafe mic when you need them? All right, there's the, there's the crew. You scored 13 out of 16 correct songs. Pretty solid. That's pretty solid. The ones that you even nailed the slot, Seek and Destroy, and surprisingly, second from the bottom, Blitzkrieg. Yeah, Blitzkrieg, that's right. <laughs> awesome, dude. That was fun. Uh, Mr. O'Rourke did not score any correct slots, but he had more correct songs than I did. So first place, Jeff. Second place, Bob Signal. Third place, yours truly. That's all right. Still a podium finish. <laughs> Out of three total. <laughs> I was going really deep trying to hit home runs with Helpless and the Prince, and they did not come through for me. That would have been fucking amazing, though, if those ones would have popped out. The other two surprises that really scorned all of us, no four horsemen. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Even Makes as we sense. left the show that night, everyone's like, where the fuck was Four Horse at? I'm like, ah, they didn't want to they didn't want to pay Mustaine royalties. Yeah, after <laughs> yeah. I'm well, I'm surprised they played fucking was it militia in there? Oh yeah. yeah awesome they version owe, of militia. Yeah, they owe Dave money for that one. That's true. Uh no horse. I was kind of bummed there was no, nothing to do with pulling teeth. I was kind of surprised there was no guests that came up. What are you talking about? All of, all of Johnny and Marsha's kids were there. No, I meant like guest musicians <laughs> coming up and jamming. Yeah, I I thought there might be someone special showing up. I'm but not going to lie. I kill of, ride show. I kind of thought that Dave might make an appearance. Maybe not playing, but at least like I mean, yeah, he was there for you know right. some formative shit that had to do with the Zazula. So right, you would have thought that maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Eddie Trunk was the host of the evening. MC Mr. Trunk, pretty solid speech he gave. MC that metal show. He uh, kicked things off. By the way, before we get to how the show went, the production and backline for the show was amazing. Your favorite cabs were out on stage, I noticed. Oh, dude, the Mesa fucking cage cabs. Kirk had an old school marshal on his side. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. James was using cabs that didn't have any grill or screens on them at all, just raw 412 speakers. Mm -hmm. And if you look closely, there's a couple people that picked up on this. Obviously, they weren't being used for anything, but they had orange extension cords going all between the amps and the road cases like they were in some shitty club and they brought their, you know, 50-foot 
like those little details that if you really zoom into like the back line was pretty cool. You should have stood up and said, hey, James didn't use Mesa's in 83. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, they didn't start using Mesa until puppets. I know. But when when how they had the road cases stacked and, you know, it kind of looked like nothing was organized, like it was just like a club show. Yeah, just throwing together. Exten- extension cords, old cabs, the road cases were upside down. That was, that's some cool detail if you really look at that shit close. Oh, absolutely. Well, I saw the extension cords. I was actually laughing. I'm like, that's, that's some pretty cool shit they added to that. Well, that's them, you know, attention to detail because they know in today's, today's day and age, like people are going to take pictures, they're going to record and they're going to zoom in. They're going to look for every single little thing. And Squindo's updated jump in the fire artwork for this show was pretty badass. Did you buy any posters or anything? I did not. No, you're not a big poster guy, though, are you? I'm not a poster guy. I love the artwork and I love the theme of the night, but I've just never been a, a poster dude. It's kind of how I am, you know, posters, stickers, things like that. Like, I loved having stickers, but I didn't stick them on anything. I would just have a pile of them. <laughs> yeah, I never, yeah. I never want anything to get sticky or shitty, so I just never used them. Exactly. And posters now are hard to, I'm kind of glad I'm not into the posters because getting them, because they're so limited is a pain in the ass. You got to be in line early. You, it's it's a job getting a poster these days. Well, I want to know what was your favorite song they played that evening. Um, or which song were you the most surprised to hear? Uh, if Blitz. any, Blitz. And they played Evil, and it was awesome. A full version, by the way. That's cool. And then you and I were hoping for Blitz to come right after Evil, just like the old Kill 'Em All editions. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. And we're getting really like late in the set, second from the end. And I'm like, fuck, they're not going to play Blitz. And you're like, here we go. We're going to hear, you know, some hits. Horse, I'm, Seek, good night. <laughs> I was thinking, that's, well, Seek was towards the end, but I was thinking the only thing they haven't played was like Horse and Jump and Escape. And I'm like, that's going to be Horse. I'm like, oh fuck! I was, I was as excited for that as I was for hearing "Trapped" back at the 40th. That's awesome. That's I'm like, this might be the last time in my life to hear Blitz live, and I've talked about before. Blitz is one of the most favorite covers of all time. Yep, definitely for sure. Let's spin it the other way. What was the song you were least excited for that they played, or a song that they started playing? You're like, ah, like I knew it was coming, but I kind of wish they would have not done this one. Was there any? (sighs) Or I should let me rephrase it: a song that maybe you wish they would have played something different in place of. Yeah, I've thought about that as well. We got to the bells, whiplash, fade part of the set. Yeah, and there was a couple lulls in there where I was like. Ah, feels like a regular show again. <laughs> right, here we go. Bells fade. <laughs> it went bells, whiplash, fade, seek. Yeah, all four of those. I'm sure you probably would have been like, all right, we can replace any one of these with jump in the fire or... <laughs> I, was, I wasn't surprised that they didn't play jump. I was really hoping they were going to. I kind of thought they would. Oh, I was too, trust me. But the song that really stood out for me when I think of this whole show was yeah. Call of Cthulhu. Because most of us have only heard Cthulhu with a symphony. Oh, right. Yeah, I guess I didn't even think about that. And to hear the real OG, I mean, dude, Cthulhu is five times heavier without the symphony. It, it was, 
and they played it well too. You could tell they that was well rehearsed. So, which version did you like hearing better, S and M or the Raw? Just oh, the Raw is five times better than the Symphony version. Wow, because it's Rob on the Wah fucking going to town, and the Symphony kind of overshadows like how much bass work goes on during Cthulhu. Sure, I could see that. But when it's Rob cranked up like in the spotlight with the Wah for most of that song, mm-hmm. it's it's fucking powerful. That song is amazing. Well, hopefully they'll play it again. I haven't really seen you know much footage or anything from that. It'd be cool if they release. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say it'd be really cool if they release the whole damn concert pro shot. I sure hope they do. I sure hope they do. Like that should be something that they should have been filming for a DVD. Yeah, the only thing they've released so far is uh, Phantom and Blitzkrieg. Haven't seen anything else. I got to hear Trapped Under Ice for the second time. Amazing. Who would have thought you go this long without hearing Trapped, (laughs) and then you hear it twice in within what a A year? year? Yeah, yeah. Two times within a year. <laughs> Jack right after no remorse. Dun, 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 I'm like, oh yeah. Now that's a jackpot. Almost, almost what this last Powerball jackpot was. Yeah. Do you know anyone that won the two billion dollars in California? Then we could just buy Metallica and write their own set list. Yeah, we'll just write it. We bought yeah. Metallica LLC. <laughs> Sorry, Lars, you don't own your band anymore. I do. You work for me. My name's Elon. <laughs> Elon should buy Metallica. Apfa now owns Metallica. Uh, <laughs> Creeping Death Publishing, Blackened Recordings, Frantic Inc. And um, you will be playing Escape and Trapped Under Ice and Blitzkrieg every night. And off you go. I'll tell Lars, let's say here, I have $1 billion. I want to buy your band and all the rights to everything so I can collect your royalties for the rest of my life. But here's a billion dollars. One dollar at a time. One dollar, you're right. <laughs> Uh, the karate chops from Rob Trujillo are still in Ride the Lightning. <sighs> if you watch the end of Ride the Lightning where the ah happens, Rob was very far away from a vocal mic and sprinted to stage right to get that in in time. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's the noise he was making as he was running, too. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch it at Ride the Lightning on YouTube. You'll find any footage. You'll see him. Like, it kind of clicks off. with him. He has like four seconds to get there to do the ah during ride, but he made it. As he's running over, you see Lars. He's going, No, yeah. no, don't do <laughs> no, it. Don't, don't do nah, that. Damn it. <laughs> don't do that. It sounds like shit. We'll edit that out. James just goes, You're overpowering it. Can't hear it. And Rob goes, It's cool. You're screaming over it, man. You're screaming over it. It's for the kids. <laughs> That's for the kids. That's why he's doing it. Rob's just trying to scare the kids. It's for the kids. Uh, creep ride into motor breath. I told you last week I didn't want to hear motor breath, and I still don't want to hear motor breath because it's too short of a song, and I'm not a motor breath fan. Huh. See, I like that song. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's to be said. Okay. Okay. No remorse. Amazing. Oh With yeah. The dun, bu, 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 bun, dun, 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 dun ending. So I'm guessing they didn't do that at the end then, or did they still do that at the end, even though they played remorse? They did not do that at the end. A little side note: 
James was confused for a lot of the count offs through the night. It happened four times. Like Lars yes. counts in and James doesn't know where he's going or check this out. They had to restart Remorse. They had to restart Phantom. They had to redo the ending of Phantom. And wait, wait, wait. They, so they played the song, finished it, and then went back and redid the ending? Because they played the Kill 'em All versions and James forgot those little riffs at the end of all these. Wow. So he fucked up that remorse was an eight count going into it. So one, two, three, four, and and, and, and then he, he Yep. <laughs> I take that back. They they kept plowing through it, but he hit the down note on the five instead of the nine. Whoops. They got the remorse ending right. That hung into the trapped intro. I was like, this is amazing. Cthulhu was a 10 out of a 10. Phantom, James thought was a four count, and it was an eight count, and Lars stopped it, and they started it over. And then you know the, the little riff ditty at the end of Phantom? Yeah. James totally forgot that. And it was a four count to do that little ending riff. But James thought it was the four count to start evil. (laughs) Wow. So there was a lot of back and forth like, what the fuck are you doing? Lars was probably like, really? What the fuck is going on, dude? He had that look towards the end. Like, uh, we rehearsed this. Are you out to lunch? What happened? You okay? I was going to say, did he start looking a little frustrated? (laughs) They laughed it off. James was admitting all his mistakes, and he just kept going, oh, yeah, there is a little riff at the end there. It's it's been a while. James is the only one that Lars isn't getting mad at. If it would have been Kirk or Rob, they would have been fired. (laughs) Right. Uh, By the way, full versions of Remorse and Phantom, the full bridges that you usually don't hear with those. That's weird. That's weird to hear that live. Amazing. Uh, Evil, full version. Metal Militia was solid. And then we get into the Bells, Whiplash, Fade, Seek. Uh, That was pretty straightforward. Nothing nothing too new in there. James is like, oh, I remember Bells. I know that one. I remember Seek. I believe that's a four count. Right. (laughs) Uh, Every three or four songs, they would walk off, and it would be... Uh, Adam Dubin's uh, interview with Johnny and Marsha right before they died. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. So there was like five kind of three, four-minute breaks where it was Johnny and Marsha talking. Did Adam attend the show? Did you happen to see him there? He was there. I think he's at every show now. They got some special project going on that we don't know what's going on, but he's been at everything the last two years. It'd be cool if they do another year and a half kind of ordeal little document two and a half years since covid and here we are what if you know the whole time we didn't know that he's been recording them record their album we're gonna get this you know that's a knows? good point maybe it's their final album and that's why they want to record it that that might be a good point you might be onto something there and who better like to do it than farewell video yeah exactly like one more just here's everything you know stripped down everything sure. of what the fans want to see. I mean, if it was up to us, we'd want them to do a year and a half every year. We want a year and a half, 1991, 1993, 1996. <laughs> right. That'd be fun. Fight goes into Blitzkrieg. The The intro to Blitzkrieg, was, that one worked. That was a seven count. <laughs> oh, he actually, they actually did a count in for that? I'm surprised it wasn't just like a James just starting it off kind of deal. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Dun, 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 dun. 
It's interesting, though, that you would need a count-off for that song. Because when you and I have always played it, it's just... Whenever Chris starts the riff, then we... I like it that way because it's just, you know, silent and you just hear the riff and then... Just like the record. Yeah. That threw me off. So the seven count into that and then I heard it. I'm like, oh, shit. You're like, seven count? Are they about to play bitch? Right. Now that I think about it, that was fucked up again. (laughs) What? (laughs) Sorry. When when you watch the video, it's correct. The seven count into Blitz was another James fuck up. Oh, really? Yep. I'm sorry. That did get fucked up. That was the fourth mistake. So I was looking through the list here. I'm like, where's the fourth one? It was Blitz. <laughs> oh man, how do you how I'm do you sorry. mess up or forget that? That song is so easy. And that solo is to me kind of an iconic, memorable Kirk solo of how they play Blitz. Yeah, and Kirk played it ninety nine percent to a T. Good. There's it a reason they didn't play Helpless. Exactly. So and then Blitz. Blitz. <laughs> you could tell they rehearsed that. Uh, Blitz hung into the ender, hit the lights. Yeah, then, you know, it didn't doesn't surprise me that they closed with hit the lights. I could I can definitely see that, especially considering that was like the first breakthrough right. for them. That was the only slot that I got right. My prediction was the last song. Uh, it's a pretty important one. And then the night ended with a uh, with a movie about a five minute clip. Everyone paying tribute to Johnny and Marsha. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. It was, dude. It was it was awesome. Highlight. Cthulhu and Blitz. Those are some pretty strong highlights. I could I could see both of those taking the number one slot. Kind of weird opening with Creep because we're so familiar with that. So when they did open with that, I'm like, um, uh, okay. But it's the greatest opening song they have. It is. It's <laughs> it was powerful. Into Ride, I'm like, okay, this. I I like the way it started off because you give the you give the fans a taste of. Familiar, familiar. I can't even say it right now. You know what I'm saying? Familiarity. I don't like that word. It's a Too weird word to use. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, you know they're they're familiar with it, and it's something they're they know. And it kind of throws you off because you think for maybe a brief second, like, oh boy, here we go. We're just gonna get you know a for the most part pretty typical show. Maybe a couple rare songs, and then boom! After the first three songs, they really flip it on on its axis and it's like all right here we go big ass not concussion pyro but big tall 40 50 foot flames during creep bells and fight weird to have pyro weird to have pyro during bells i was gonna say fire makes sense but fuck bells that's kind of weird big ass 40 50 footers i'd say that's cool how was raven you oh, I forgot about Raven. I was gonna say we got to give a little shout out to Raven. I thought I thought that was damn cool that they decided to bring them up and not just pick some random, you know, modern band to open up the show. I have to back way up before Raven even took the stage. James and James, James and Lars came out and gave a little intro for Raven. Yeah. Wow. So we're standing there. The house lights kind of go down, and you hear James go, "Hey, hey." And you'd hear Lars going, that's right, that's right, people. And then they walked out and were like, oh, that's cool. James wearing a cowboy hat. Lars is wearing like flip-flops and shorts. Yep, they're just in their casuals. Lars gives a little speech, and James kind of backs him up with a couple things. And they talk about back in uh, the early days in the Winnebago with Raven. And uh, thanks 
for coming out, supporting us all these years, and give a big, fat fucking Metallica welcome to our friends in Raven for the next 45 minutes. That was cool. They come out and crush it or what? They did pretty well for that kind of opening slot. It's a big shoes to fill. Raven is the same age as Metallica, and Raven, uh, two of the three members look like they're about 190 now. Well, I mean, Metallica can afford a little bit more holistic materials to keep <laughs> Massage themselves. Massage and Botox. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, there's there's had to have been a, a couple couple injections over the... I could see Kirk doing it, I think. I could see him getting um, the Botox. Raven's decent. I've just never been a big Raven fan, so... Yeah, I was never a huge Raven fan either. I appreciate what Honestly, they did. Honestly, I knew good three songs. songs. I knew three okay. songs. Yeah, that's probably about all I'd know. Not bad. Gave it to their all, played fucking balls to the wall, and then they were out in the crowd and hanging out with us like during Metallica, and then after the show, they were like taking pictures with everyone. They're really cool. That's cool. And Throw then back. the next night, they played my city of Cape Coral, Florida in a pizza shop to 24 people. You should have gone. I was at Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Never mind. That's that's more important. Sorry, Raven. Got to go see a 35-year-old movie. Just Not a 35-year-old band. <laughs> Just think on Sunday night, they open up for Metallica in front of 7,000 for an iconic, memorable show in Metallica's history. Monday night, they're playing for 20 people at a pizza shop in Cape Coral. Hey, <laughs> if it was good pizza and they got some free pizza, then hey, there's no complaining there. My good buddy Buck Posey went to the Cape Coral show. I have not heard back from him how that went. That might not be a good sign. <laughs> Maybe not. He never texts me. Buck, I know you're listening, so how, how was Raven in Cape Coral, Duder? Yeah, come on the show and tell us about Raven at the pizza. Lots of in podcast for all alumni at the Kill 'em All for One. One more time, Johnny and Marsha's Z show. And everyone said, Where's Jeff? Well, if they all had been listening over the last few weeks, they should know where I am. They all they all <laughs> sent their best man and, and said congratulations. By the way, your wedding post on APFA's Instagram had the most likes in the last three months of any post that we've made. Oh, really? So, feel the love, smell the glove. <laughs> well, thank you to everybody listening. Uh, I've received some some great messages from people, some congratulations. I saw the social media blowing up and all the kind words. So, to everyone out there listening, me and now my wife, we really appreciate everything. Thank you. That's awesome. My wife. God, that just sounds strange. It does, doesn't it? So wild. Yeah, but you know what? Wife is a much shorter word than fiance, so I like it. A lot easier. I I like the one syllable. Hung out a lot and chatted a lot with Mr. Chris Clark from Georgia. He was one of his best. He was one of the people who sent me a very nice message. Yep. Chris is an amazing dude. Got to meet his wife. Oh, really? Didn't know she was the biggest Metallica fan, but she's she's right up there, knows her shit, knows how to rock out, and uh, maybe she should come on the show. I was just about to say. all the dirt on Chris then. Or they can come on together. I mean, I'm not against that. Well, and podcast for all, now bonding all Metallica couples. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe we pit each other against each other. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Like a rapid fire jump in the fire against each other. Yeah, exactly. That'd be cool. Skip last week because we didn't want to make it half-assed. You were busy. I was busy. We wanted to cover all the bases. Do you have any free speech for the dumb? Anything crazy in the last uh, 13 days since I've seen you? You know, I thought I had one, and then I realized that the article that I tagged you in was actually six years old because, you know, pages are stupid and they post old articles. So I was going to use that as my free speech for the dumb, but it's old news. So 
I'm trying to remember what that even was. <laughs> it was uh, former champion UFC fighter Carla Sparza. She used to walk out to oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorrow. And then yeah. she got told she had to stop using that. And she's like, I've literally been walking out to Harvester Sorrow for every single fight for how, however long, you know what I mean? And then she got told she couldn't use it anymore. I, I think it was you know, copyright issues or something. But then, yeah, I, I actually dug in a little bit deeper and I was like, oh, that's, that story is it's a little old. I didn't know that was old news because I'd never heard of that six years ago. I, same. That's what I'm saying. Like, I felt like I would have heard about that, but I guess it was That's great. quite a few years ago. Yeah. Where's she from? I don't know exactly. I think she's from America. I think she's an American fighter, but okay. But yeah, she's in the UFC. She actually just lost her title on Saturday. That's what happens when you go up against some of the best people in the world. <laughs> That's what I did the day after my wedding. I sat in my hotel and watched the pay-per-view. <laughs> That's when you guys got into your first argument. No, she was tired. She's like, and she knew. She was like, you are totally fine. Like, I'm just going to go relax. I had my buddy there. and It's our honeymoon, and you want to watch the fucking fight? Oh, no, no honeymoon. <laughs> Not yet. We're going to save that. We, Welcome we, to UFC 109. <laughs> that's pretty good that's, walking music. That's a, Yeah, imagine that. That's fucking cool. That Harvester is a song that you wouldn't think would be good, like, sports, walk-in, walk-up entrance music, but it is. If you had to choose, let's say you were a fighter in the UFC, and this is a Metallica podcast, so we're going to keep it related. If you had to choose a song from Metallica's career to walk out to as you're getting ready to fight for a world title, what song would it be? I don't know why, but I just picture myself as Kip going, I'm training to fight in the octagon. (laughs) Why don't you come down here and see what happens, Napoleon? <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm entering the octagon, or I'm entering the batter's box as a major league baseball player. Do they have walk-up music for them too? Oh yeah, so. it's I a popular been, thing now. I haven't been to a baseball game in probably. I don't know, it's been I'll, a while. I'll keep it. To, I'll keep it to fighting. So I'm in the octagon at uh, at Target Center in front of twenty thousand. Is what you're saying? Yeah, that works. He's like, hey, I may not got to play. In front of 20,000. I'm going to beat someone's ass in front of 20,000. <laughs> or get my ass beat. There's always that, too. I mean, there is always that. <laughs> God, I'm just thinking of getting in that cage and the lights come up and just hearing... Dun, 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 that's how, that's dun, what I was thinking. Dun, 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 dun. It's like, that is hard to beat. That's a badass tune for an intro. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> gotcha, if I had to choose a Metallica gotcha, gotcha. song. Harvester's up there. I'm not saying this to be funny, but the speed and the power of Bread Fan could be pretty cool too. Actually, it could be because the lights go down and then it's all of a sudden, and then when the song kicks in, the lights come back out and out. You come walking. Yeah, that could be pretty cool. That actually could be pretty fucking cool. Um, I'd say it's between Creep, Bread Fan. I was thinking of some early stuff, but horse doesn't really fit in i'm not gonna lie you imagine like right as you're about to walk out all the lights go down and then hard wire starts and it's like strobes throughout the arena with that that's that's a good point that would actually be a pretty badass song to walk out to that's a good point and by that is the song is short enough because they usually take you know a minute and a half two minutes to get out to get out there so the song would be almost over by the time you get up there you'd be able to get you know pretty much the whole thing in 
Now, what would be the worst walk-up music? By Metallica or just in general? Because <laughs> I was going to say Metallica. that's Metallica. I was thinking of my eyes, seek reality. <laughs> <laughs> There's a no. dog at your back still. That wouldn't be the worst. I don't think that would be the worst. I, I think... just thought of a great song. Die, 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 my darling. Don't utter a <laughs> single word. <laughs> that would actually be... A... Can you imagine? You're at a, you know. You bring you bring your kid to a UFC event or whatever it is, and all of a sudden you're so fucking what? Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some could be some bad ones in there. Yeah, maybe low man's would be. You know, you want to say that obviously the the slow songs would be not a good song to walk out to, but just because that song kind of has this dark vibe to it, if they kept the lights right. down dimmed and you know what I mean? It could be kind of cool. Uh, maybe mama said would probably be the worst song to walk out to though. <laughs> it's just two strings around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> that one might be a little the, bit. <laughs> the punch that still remains. I wouldn't want to walk out to Ronnie. If you if you put a little cowboy hat on and came walking out with the vibe, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> Weighted at eight hundred and fifty pounds in this base corner, Jason Newstead. <laughs> like you the stock banter. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't always have to be a heavy song. I mean, one of my favorite fighters. He just did his last fight in the last a uh, couple of pay per views ago. Nate Diaz. And, you know, he's like, you know, this gangster from Stockton 209 and like, you know what I mean? But it's his last fight walking out and he walked out to uh, Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones, which obviously isn't a heavy song, but iconic as fuck. You know what I mean? Iconic. And when I saw him walk out to I'm like, dude, I'm like, this song fucking works. You know what I mean? So the way I see it, it doesn't always have to be heavy, but I think Creep is what I would pick too. Write in, people, in podcastrelatgmail.com. Your favorite sports walkout. Walkout or walk-in intro, batter's box, octagon. The team coming out, well, you know, theme the hockey, they all come. Same with basketball, too. San Jose Sharks skate out to seek and destroy through the shark mouth. That's fucking cool. That's cool. That's so. badass. I feel they like. skate and warm up for the entire song. That's cool. Like that's that's pretty powerful to come out on the ice too. I do know there were some sports teams that obviously have used Enter Sandman quite a bit. I've actually seen a Timberwolves game where they're, you know, the basketball players are coming out and it's Enter Sandman playing. So I mean, whenever there's a whenever when ugh, whenever there's a jump ball in the NBA, it's always jumped by Van Halen. I think we need to change that to Jump in the Fire. Jump in the Fire, right? As it's around the circle. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, you're gonna see you're gonna see them up there. They're gonna be on the on the court going, just bobbing their heads. And most NBA players would be like, I "Never heard this song." <laughs> yeah, what is this? What the fuck is this? This ain't no ski low. Ski low. Uh, we're halfway through season ten, and we're talking about you getting hitched. And I saw Metallica basically back in '84. That's hey, one hell of a week. You took the DeLorean back in time with Doc Brown and got to see some history. Speaking of the DeLorean. Our favorite tour bus driver got to see the DeLorean last week at the Peterson Auto Museum. The oh, really? DeLorean, yeah, like the one, the one. That's super cool. I would. Lo- I need to go to that Peterson Museum someday. I know it's just. I've heard it's the best. 
it's the car museums of car museums. <laughs> it's the museum of the museum of the museums. Of the museums. And I was there just for the for the uh, Reclaim Rust. I got the book, but I never made it to the Peterson for that. Jeremy Owsley, Kid Rock's bus uh, tour bus driver. Very cool guy. I'd like to have him on again. That dude had stories that amazing. we never even got to. Jeremy was amazing. Now, if you had the DeLorean right now and could rewind to a Metallica year, you only get one year, what would it be? Oh, that's easy. I go back to 89 or 88, you know, I guess depending on. Oh, I thought you were going to say 89, Seattle. I Yeah, yeah. I think I would just go to that <laughs> show specifically. Right to Seattle, Washington, and, yeah. and we're done. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to go back. I'm going to see, because out of all the shows, I feel like that's, I want to hear what that show sounded like without it being produced, because obviously it's a live concert, so there is some production, you know, in post after they recorded it. I would have loved to hear that concert just as completely raw as it could be. No production. All I had to make was that burp sign that Lars holds up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Five bucks. Nope. Now you almost threw up. So what if I threw up? So fucking what? Is there any hate mail this week? Anybody angry at us? Uh, no hate mail. Everyone is in a good fucking mood since we saw Metallica the other night back in 84. Well, I'm glad you guys are all chipper now that you're back to reality. and you have... Now that we're back to hearing Wherever I May Roam and Moth into Flame, are we going to be bummed the next year? Yeah, yeah. You're going to get to hear Rome and Nothing Else Matters and Sandman. How happy are you about that? I'm over it. I got the rock out to creeping death at your wedding, and that just <laughs> capped the fucking week off with a 10. With a 10. Well, dude, I had a great time. Again, Amazing, I'm glad dude. you guys came. I'm glad Amazing. you got to go see that once-in-a-lifetime show. That's that's something that I'm sure. Do I oh, hang it up now? Do I retire? It, I was about to say, I don't know if you're going to top that anytime soon. I'm thinking back on the last three and a half years. S&M to the 40th, and now this... 84 show what how do you talk i don't it? know if i don't know if i go back to anything the next limited big time rare show they do i gotta make it to i don't know how or why or whatever it's gonna be or when i gotta get there because i've missed out on too many good ones hopefully it's the load reload instead of the puppets justice that everyone's gonna vote for as we speak if they right if it's a load reload night i might have to be taking a trip in my favorite rocket ship i drive you navigate <laughs> all right dude good to see you good to see you too man pizzle we missed you we did miss you pizzle where were you so in honor of pizzle missing out he was there via facetime we say goodbye goodbye see you pizzle see you pizzle wish you were there wish you were good. here good seeing y'all good seeing everybody and we'll check you later check you later fix a flat all right i'm out all right man take care all right bye all right see you bye bye pizzle and bye
cussing, son? I'm Owen. <laughs> you the shower curtain fella? Yeah. Yeah, Del Griffith. How are you? This is Neil Page from Chicago. Hi. Pleased to meet you both. I'm to drive you to Wichita to catch a train? Yeah, we'd appreciate it. Train don't run out of Wichita. Hmm? Unless you're a hog or a cattle. <laughs> People train runs out of stub, Bill. That'll be fine. That'll be, That'll great. be just fine. Oh. Leave it be. Get your lazy behind out here and put that trunk up in the back. Oh, no, no, the word we've got it. It's very heavy. She don't mind. She's short and skinny, but she's strong. Her first baby come out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing. Isn't that something? You're a real trooper. <laughs> we've got it. We've got it already. It's done.